the hostess with the most bullish coming through the promo drop here on Anchor, the groundbreaking platform allowing me to push through my opinions. Uh, I'm sure you're listening to this on Anchor, but you may also be listening on Spotify, uh, Apple Podcasts, and wherever else a block is hot. And I hope you can provide feedback there of what you're listening to. Now, if you want to follow me, the curator, purveyor, creator, uh, you can check me on Twitter at Jabiscuits, J-A Biscuits, or on Instagram, Jab Shredamas, J-A-B Shredamas, and uh, see what's up. Hope you enjoy the podcast, and let's get on, bro. What it is, what's up, got your podcast in the cut with another episode on the Telesis, the societal podcast, and I get to pour over another one of my YouTube series. I always wanted to do more modern, uh, more up-to-date, uh, more recent, uh, more often, and uh, that is, I'm going to get a verbatim here. The best projects I've heard this week, this would be volume three. Um, I've had a few lined up that I don't think I ever did. This would be volume four. But um, I'm going to try to catch back up with some of the other ones I had listed. Uh, today we'll be doing, I have the paper, I wrote it down. Uh, shout out to YNS, Young Nasty Shawty. He writes this stuff down on a piece of box. I write mine down on the back of a notepad. Um, do a leap of future nostalgia. Uh, How I'm feeling now by Charlie SCS and Forty Two Dogs Young and Turk too. Uh, let's go to the song that is my break. All right, so I'm not going to bring in outside opinions and, and takes um, of music when I do this, but I can already tell that our first project, Future Nostalgia, is something that I'm sure got a ton of um, definitely fan love, probably some critic love too, based on the topics it um, touches on, as well as it being Dua Lipa, uh, one of the rare major pop stars that can also accrue some critic love. Uh, Future Nostalgia is a really good pop tape. Uh, at t- I, My second listen wasn't as inspired as my first one. I had it on car speakers the first listen, so I definitely was more engaged into the music listening process. I think the second time I had it off a laptop speaker, so maybe I wasn't just quite as... Um, the sound wasn't as, as good um, with the decreased speakers. However... The ones that hit still hit. Um, Don't start now is still a very good track. Her, uh, you know, she's not a um, her, her range. Her like she has not super high range. She's not, um, you know, Whitney Whitney Houston or anything like that. But the thing she can do with her voice, as far as getting real low and uh, just like a um, like a an opera star can kind of hit. I don't think it's a baritone. It's like right above a baritone for men. But she can kind of reach that at times. The seriousness that Dua Lipa can, can, um, can throw out there really makes me just love her. I, I wouldn't call it range, but what she can do with the tonality of her voice. Um, Good and Bad was really interesting. 
uh, that was the one explicit song on there. Kind of touches on sex in a way that uh, I, it's touched on in the female empowerment wave of of, of music. But I don't know. She she just does it very interestingly. Break my heart is good. Uh, Featuring nostalgia, the the title track is pretty good. Pretty good intro, and uh, really, I just think this is a good. If you like, um, if you like the female empowerment wave in in pop, she does a pretty good job here. Uh, the the future nostalgia. It's not really like the nostalgic sound she goes for in terms of like thematics, but. Sometimes it feels really, really funky. The pop, which kind of reminds me of like early two thousands, kind of a, a vibe that Rina Sawayama also um, looks onto for inspiration at times as well. Um, and then you look at the what she's dressing as. I mean, that's definitely very funky, very techno funk, uh, which you could see in previous uh, music eras. But we'll, we'll, we'll close Dua Lipa with uh, looking at Boys Will Be Boys. Now, this is going to be a very um, splitting track for a lot of people. Because I don't think, as I say, it's female empowerment. I don't believe that there's necessarily, like, outright men are here, uh, women are here uh, in the grand scheme of things until this song. It's very, like, when I heard this album in the, in the whip, it was on Shuffle originally, so this was the second song I heard after Future Nostalgia, and it was very good. It still is a very good song, but it's just, I guess, jarring to hear such a topically left-field uh, song. Maybe for her entire career, it's not, but for this project, it's very out there. And I guess, you know, you look at it, and where it comes on the track list, it comes up to Break My Heart and Good in Bed, which kind of go into the process of deviating from the necessity of a man's body, you know, a man's personality, just kind of using him maybe to get yourself back right if you're a female. Maybe if you look at it from that way, that this makes sense. She's moved on from the man. Uh, she's on her own two feet again. Uh, if you look at it for like that way. But the the, the lyrics definitely very pro-girl, anti-boy. I like the song. I can appreciate it for, for what it is, but I'm not, I know there's a lot of people that aren't as able to do so, and I hope you're able to enjoy this song. I hope you're able to enjoy this album. I liked it quite a bit, and um, I don't know if I put a rate to it, per se. Like I don't know what my rating scale would be, but it's it's better than a lot of pop projects you'll hear from people of, that would be considered her contemporaries. And speaking of one of her contemporaries, Charlie Etsy's, one of the more interesting pop stars ever. Uh, you know, she's written some of the biggest songs of the previous decade, at least the previous uh, half decade, uh, 2015s and on and such. Maybe 2014s and on, because I believe Fancy came by 2014. But uh, she's been associated with pretty much every major pop act that there is. Uh, in, the, in the modern landscape, I, should, I suppose. Uh, and she's cute. You know, shout out to Charlie S. Charlie S. Yes, is underrated in terms of her looks. She's, she looks very good. Uh, she, but she also makes very good music. And going along with that, we have How I'm Feeling Now. And Charlie took a lot of beating from uh, some of the platforms that would normally uh, cherish her, her music. 
with with Charlie, which appears I've heard everything from being uh, a remastering of what mainstream pop could be to this is a sellout. Uh, and you know, when you look at some of our previous projects, uh, they're very electro inspired. They're very off the wall. They're very unsafe. And I think what got her is that she finally released a project that was safe. And, you know, as somebody that starts off hot, when you go cold, and I'm not saying Charlie's, the album Charlie was cold, but when you do something that isn't, then, you know, it's going to, it's going to get you, you know, but this project, one of the first major quarantine, um, done, (laughs) done in quarantine albums from any mainstream artist. Uh, you can feel it in the music. It's very sparse, but at the same time, it's so just—it's—it's it's very, very layered, you know. And I—I will say right now, I give it brownie points because it was made and and uh, mastered so well, even in these trying times. There's brownie points to be had for that. I mean, no access to a real studio. Sending these files over to um, the Hundred Jets guy and her other uh, usual collaborators. Sending these files over to get done without having access, maybe Zoom calls, but no real access to see how the process is coming. Having to get it done, I believe, in five weeks, I think it was. I mean, that's the challenges that this project endured makes the finished product even seem more appealing. And I will say right now, you can look on Spotify. I'm looking at Spotify right now. Her comparisons are Grimes and Sophie. Um, I think this is better than uh, all of every Pearl's, you know, ETCDC. I think this is better than that project. And I think if I had to compare this to a Grimes project, it probably be Art Angels. And I think this is probably better than that. Maybe. It's close. It's close. It's better than... The products came before Art Angels. I'm not trying to compare, you know, like trying to pit women against women or anything like that. But I'm just looking at it from contemporary against contemporary. This is probably better than most of Grind's discography before Art Angels, which I know after probably way more out there. Um, but before was was more popish, better than most of that. Uh, it's just it's just really good production. I mean, it's really it's amazing production done in very trying times her vocals are so clean i love her vocals i like her voice her voice is better than just about anybody else in that experimental pop lane that broken down uh electro pop lane i can't think of any people better than her her collaborators people like sky ferreira and, and uh and and uh and brooke candy i mean it, they don't even have like a, a candle comparison to her voice. She has like really like legit vocal talent, you know, and you know, her writing chops are heralded across her um industry. Charlie SCS, how I'm feeling now. I'm feeling really good about it. And uh we're gonna switch it up quite a bit. Now I was gonna put this in the middle to break up the two pop projects, but I'm just gonna get into it, you know. Uh 42 Doug. Memphis rapper, I believe he's from Memphis. Uh, I can just listen to him and kind of think he's from Memphis, but I believe he's from Memphis. Um, 
signed to, to oh, he's from Detroit. He's from Detroit. He signed to CMG, which I believe um, Yo Gotti is from Memphis. So maybe that's where I got it from. I don't know. But my homework from Memphis put me onto this. So that's why I definitely, definitely believe that it was from Memphis because my homework is from Memphis. Anyway, um, Young and Turn to uh, apparently it was entirely freestyle. It was fun. It was great. It was very, very good. Uh, my first time being introduced to a 42 dog. Um, his, the reason, another reason I thought he sounds very Southern to like a, a point, like the Detroit rappers that I listen to, um, currently are TJS, Cash or Kwan, um, and and 10k cab i believe those three are all from detroit um those accents are very harsh very guttural very up northish especially tjss young and turn two and 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 42 doug is very southern this is a very southern sounding album it has little baby for pf i believe he's also Science. I'm not sure how it works as far as the, the, all that. But yes, there's two the two groups that he's part of, Lil Baby and Yo Gotti, on the same song even. Um very southern guys. Uh very southern production. I would play this this song, but I don't want to get like copyrighted. Uh very southern. Very, very southern. Topically, uh production, all that stuff. Southern trap through and through. And it's just, if it was from the South, it would be some of the best Southern trap I've heard in a while. Since like the peak, like 2015-ish, you know, somewhere like that. Um, very inspired. His flows, you know, he that aggressive, fast, not not chopper necessarily, but faster flow. He can do that in a T. He can do that all day. But he does slow down sometimes. He does kind of go in a ballot sometimes. You know, you listen to a trap artist nowadays, you gotta have a couple ballots. Um and he's 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 succinct. He's short and to the point. You get these two minute songs and they all sound good, you know, for the most part. Ben turn uh Ben turns of you can play that bitch in any party, it's gonna bang. Turn bitch, you know, you gotta have a disrespectful track to women. A little bit of misogyny, but it works. Um, not a rapper. Little baby snapped on that. Yt too. I mean, Mr. Woody is his alias. And I wanted to close this. His his whistle. Um, like like a like a bomb dropping. That that being his intro to songs, it works very well. I like it. Uh, bounce back was not a great close. That's probably the weakest track period on the entire like tape, maybe in my opinion. Um, also happened to be the longest. Uh, repeating the hook way too often. But overall, this is a really good trap tape and one of my favorite rap songs of the entire year to this point. Rap albums. Uh, I believe it's a mistape. But rap projects. This is the best projects and one of the best projects of the year and the week that I've heard was Young and Turnt 2. Hope you enjoyed the podcast. Uh, hopefully it's shorter next time. Hopefully we just get through the tapes quicker and uh, with more better uh, analysis. And I believe that will be it. Uh, go peep my um, Twitters, my my Instagrams, my um, 
you know, rate this podcast where you listen to it, please. You know, that would help the um, the clout. Um, and you know, just plug me in wherever you got to plug me in at, and uh, hit me up if you need anything. You know, my my DMs are always open. Uh, peace.